Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted you've chose to hang out with us here. Eight is enough in the NFL playoffs. The best weekend of the season is on the horizon after a Monday night mauling in Hollywood. We've got that, plus the coaching carousel, a little hoop sprinkled in, a whole lot going on. The guys are ready. Let's roll. Here we go. Only one place to start. My one place to start is with the Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Hanging out in studio after we wrap up, get up, are my friends Dominique Foxworth and Jeff Saturday. Gentlemen, thank you both for doing this. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we got everything working, so we are delighted. Okay, a million things that I want to touch on with you guys. I want to start with the news that we had late in our television show, and that is that Jerry Jones, uh, the always talkative owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, and I say that, I point it out because he likes to do interviews. He, he, he likes to talk. He canceled his regular radio interview this morning on Dallas radio. Now, to read into that is probably dangerous. There could be any number of reasons why he might have done so. But it is, it is at least interesting to me that he chooses to do so at a time when there's all this attention on a coaching change that he might or might not make. It's worth pointing out that he canceled this interview in 2019 when that season ended Mm. and then fired Jason Garrett. So it is possible that one of the reasons that he didn't do the interview today is because he's not fully prepared to answer the questions he knows he's going to get. Which brings us then, Dominique, to the future of Mike McCarthy as the coach of the Cowboys. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, I... I think that they're going to keep Mike McCarthy because Jerry Jones has kind of shown a tradition of sticking by coaches longer than he should. And Mike McCarthy has not underachieved to the point that I think you fire him in his second year. The first year was stolen from him with the Dak Prescott injury. This year, there's plenty of reason to fire him if you want to fire him. But this year, they won the division, granted a very bad division, and they failed in the playoff game. But it's interesting that the shortcomings that they had – um, were about their offense. That's right. And that's the one guy on the staff that Jerry Jones kept. He held over. That was the guy who kind of felt like the, the Jason Garrett. Like he felt like the offensive coordinator that they were grooming to take over. And he's the one. Like if you're going to point at a unit that has been most disappointing this year, it has to be the offense because that's the one thing that we thought we could count on. Offense is normally sticky. You're normally, if you have a good offense one year, it's normally going to be good the next. If you have a good offense in one season, you would assume that it's going to be good in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. But somehow they were not. They were very bad from about week eight on and then woefully disappointing. Like it's just seven points for most of the playoff game. That was the problem to me. They got they got no identity on offense. And listen, they, they had an identity early in the season, to your point, when they were running the ball, they were leading the league. Dak was on fire. He's playing good. He comes back from his calf injury. Um, and all of a sudden, they begin their regression. Here's why I won't give you a cop-out on the Mike McCarthy. He still had to say, Kellen's going to call the plays. And he allowed him to call the plays. And he still is in charge of that. If, if it is as bland and generic as their offense is, is and the way that thing has been pared down and you have all your money sitting on offense if you're the head coach at some point you got to look at jerry and go hey man like we got to start using these dudes like like cooper has to be are you sure though are you sure that he's the one that made the decision it suggests to me the fact that when mike mccarthy got there jerry jones said this one he's staying that wasn't okay, Mike McCarthy's but you, decision. But I'm, but I'm saying, if, if, if you're Mike McCarthy, you can go to Jerry and go, hey, this guy that you gave me with, 
and throttle me with, we are now regressing. Look at the offensive production, the way that we are going down. We are trending down. By the way, the only people we score on big numbers <laughs> is the NFC East, the which does not give you strength. And then you saw the Arizona game. That would have been the biggest concern for me. I would have made, hey, we got to figure this thing out. And look, their offensive line has gotten worse. Their receivers, Amari Cooper was basically invisible in comparison to mm. what his, his money should be. Right. Zeke and Pollard were both invisible in the game, CD and too. that didn't play good. So, okay, what, have, what has improved offensively if you're Jerry looking at this thing? And you and I have been around Jerry a, a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. right? we, we, we negotiated with Jerry. One of my favorite sayings Jerry hit me with was, I, I'm lower than a crippled cricket. <laughs> and I, I, that's how he feels right now with Jerry, with this team, and his concern for the offense should be why he is right. that disappointed because your defense that everybody thought if you can just hold serve you'll win all type of games that right. is listen your offense has paid way too much money to be as bad as they are I can't just let the crippled cricket go by <laughs> without pointing out to everyone in case they're not aware that Jeff Saturday and Dominique Foxworth were the leadership of the Players Association during the lockout in 2011, was that? Yeah. Yes. And, and so you guys were the main people in there negotiating with Jerry and Kraft and all the rest of that. And Jerry Jones at one point, say, just because, say it again. Yeah, because we hadn't gotten the deal done, and he's, he, they had to lock us <laughs> out. He started the meeting with Fox and I. He's like, man, man, I, you know, I appreciate y'all coming over. We, man, I'm, I'm, I'm as low as a crippled cricket right now. <laughs> And, and I had never heard. And I looked at that dude like, did he just say that? Fox said, "We had, listen. He's a he's a gym now. There's a lot of sayings you can't say on air. Oh, yeah. The he'll drop, but that one, oh, it got me going. There's a lot of sayings and there's a lot of stories. And most of the stories, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, and keep them with me to Absolutely. my grave. But I, I think we can share the one where him and Jerry Richardson was about to come to blows. That was a good oh, one. Yeah. That was a good story. <laughs> Please do. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it wasn't much of a story with the exception of... That, they were just um, Jerry, into each other? They just got a little angry at each other. And um, Jerry Jones, the, the, the kicker in the story is Jerry Jones looked at Jerry Richardson and uh, said, I'm going to work you on the inside, you long arm SOB. Yes. He didn't say SOB, though. But, really? Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. Oh, wow. Fantastic moment. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Richardson was a player, too. Yeah. He was oh, the yeah, only yeah, yeah, yeah. former player ever to own an NFL team. Yeah, close personal friend with Dom. Oh, he, man. Yeah. We're not going through that story, either. They, That's all another Very story. close. That's very close. You and he Garden, did not see eye to eye. They had, oh. No, no. It had no, garden conversations. It was uh, the it friendship. Started, was, it started out with us not seeing eye to eye and us cussing at each other. And I think he he realized that the the bully approach was not an ineffective <laughs> one. So then he invited me to lunch. And then we had lunch by a river. Uh, in the just garden? The, just the two of us in the garden. <laughs> yes. in, in, uh, I think it was in the outskirts of Chicago. And Jeff has roasted me ever since. I'm in, it, was, I mean, I'm in the hallway. I, I moved the <laughs> curtains. I'm snapping <laughs> <laughs> of them sitting face to face in this garden. Oh man, were, and, was... and he's a close talker now. Oh. I mean, he was. Ready. They were needing me mm. in the chair. They were oh, needing yeah. me having having oh. conversation. If, Greedy. If Corona was Priceless. around back then, and he had it. Oh, we was. It, it was in the same bubble. It was. I so got to hear all these stories. I, I apologize to the person trying to create graphics for the television version <laughs> of this show because you got no uh. chance. Uh, this is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. All right. I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I got a million things here. Rams all over the Cardinals last night. Kyler Murray, awful. Rams look pretty good. Now they go to Tampa. And I will continue to say, having one bye instead of two is so enormous in the NFL. Not because Tampa was in any danger of losing to Philly. But the worst thing that could happen to them happened. They got banged up on the offensive line. 
Are the Rams a real threat to go in there and knock out Tampa Tom? Absolutely. Listen, those two injuries, the Tristan Wirfs injury at right tackle is significant. You saw his backup come in, out, got hurt a little bit as well, but got just abused. And you think about their center, Ryan Jensen, who pl- has played spectacularly this season. He's banged up. This team had 16 pressures and three sacks without Von Miller back then. If you don't think they are licking their chops right now and all kind of excited, and Tom Brady, I think his his pack, getting the pass off was right at two seconds. Mm-hmm. If you don't think he knew his tackle was out, you're lying to yourself. He understands the assignment, bro. you got to get protected if you want to win for the Buccaneers. They are an upset alert and have to be concerned unless worse can come back. Yeah, and I think it limits their offense so much because Tom Brady is not the type of quarterback that's going to buy time with his legs. He's not the guy who is going to to shrug somebody off or step up in the pocket. When you get pressure on Tom Brady, he's like a late in his career Peyton Manning. He's going to get rid of that and live to fight another day. And so he's not going to be able to have those deep downfield passes, which – the the short quick game like that's AB territory like they yeah. would have been nice yeah. to have AB right now um the guy Mike Evans who they have right now and Scotty Miller those guys are they're deep down the field despite what you may think of Scotty Miller he may <laughs> he may look like Julian Edelman no, he's fast. out there yeah. Yeah. but he he's not like a short area shake and bake guy he's gonna run past people so it'll be interesting to figure out or to see how they attack this going forward. Tom Brady obviously has the mind to handle That's why I think, I'll make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, I think Leonard Fournette uh-huh. is the most important Amen. element of this. Fournette was playing like MVP caliber when he got hurt, and I think he is such a... I, I, whether he can play or not, I think, is an enormous factor in this It game. is the biggest factor for the Buccaneers offense. Listen, this guy averages 100 yards rushing in a playoff game and a touchdown and a little bit, like by numbers. That's a huge amount of production in a playoff game. When you're getting close to 100 yards rushing the football from a running back on a dominant throwing football team, yeah. that's telling you all you need to know about how important he is in the playoffs. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Uh, San Francisco Green Bay this weekend – Neek, let's talk about the advantages that the Packers have. The Packers had a week off. That's an advantage. And the Niners are playing on a short week, yep. to a road game on a Sunday, and then a road week on a road game on a Saturday. Yeah, and they have a couple of their top players on defense are coming off injuries. And the most important advantage, this is going to be some deep football insight yeah. that most fans are not going to know. That flight home Ooh. on a home, on an away playoff win, that is debaucherous. Bottles that is gonna popping, take a, oh, bottles gonna take a toll on really? your body. <laughs> what? So you're on the flight, you're flying home from Dallas, you win that game in crazy fashion, comes down to the last play you get on the plane, and then what happens? Well, it might start on the bus. It some, somebody got some Start, yak. Started in, started in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, started oh, in the locker, locker room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. What, the kids call, that, what the kids call pregame. Locker room's pregame. <laughs> yeah. Then they're moving. Yeah. Yeah. That is in a bus, and the yak getting passed around. <laughs> By the time you get to the plane, there's other bottles. Who knows where they came from because yeah. we didn't travel with them. They popped up. There's <laughs> burr everywhere. Just everybody's got beer. And it's just a, a good feeling. Like, you feel great. You just won a home. It's an upset on the road. You knocked off the Cowboys. Your rival. You're ready to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. You're not thinking about tomorrow. You're not thinking about Some, how you're going to feel in the morning. Somebody has gotten the, the, the flight attendant's uh, mic, oh, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a, ta- a phone is oh. taped to the mic. Music is being played <laughs> yes, throughout yes. the plane. That's Just the letting moment. y'all know that the whole sit-down thing in planes, oh, oh. way overrated, because it ain't happening on these <laughs> oh, planes. Those are Take off down. or landing. <laughs> so I if I'm the coach. guys in the back of the plane <laughs> on landing. Yeah. They're trying to balance. Yes. Oh, them boys. Oh, yeah. There's a, lot, there's, a lot, there's a lot of games being played. <laughs> 
bill, dollar bills are being bet. Can oh. you stand up on takeoff? Where are you going to go? There's, yeah. God bless all the flight attendants who. That's crazy. I have a million thoughts about that, but that just strikes me as so short-sighted. To be completely honest with you, you have the entire offseason to celebrate this win. You got a game in six days. You just won a game, Greeny. You got to celebrate a little bit, dog. You get one day. You get one. How many people? Not how many players. How many people in this world have won a road playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Damn it, we're well, gonna celebrate. I don't get we'll figure that out tomorrow. L- lately an increasing number of people have done that, but that's <laughs> not, not in the world. All right, let me run very quickly to another because to me, I- I'm looking forward like crazy to all four games. But Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Unbelievable. That that's the one you paid the price of admission for, right? You ain't kidding. Look at listen, I'm looking forward to Josh Allen. This 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 guy has played lights out. Their offensive line is the hottest in the league right now. They are giving him all day. And when you give that guy and allow him to be a true dual threat, there's gonna be called runs, there's gonna be called throws, and then there's that in between when he has to hold it and decide to do something. He is a tough matchup for all defenses. I think expect big things out of him in Kansas City. I think you could come into this game and say that it's gonna be tough on them to emotionally rise to the moment again because they had those big rivalry game against uh, the Pats, and they obviously were emotionally up for that game. But they're playing the Chiefs. Like, this roster was constructed in such a way in order to beat the Chiefs. That's why sometimes they had a hard time in the season with, like, the physical rushing teams because, like, they – the decisions that they made in the draft and the free agency was looking at the kings of the AFC. How can we beat them? So I think they're going to be up point. for this game. I think they're going to be ready for this game. They had to get past the teams last week. They had to get through the season. This is what they're here for. This is the, the stuff that they don't say in interviews. This is what they were saying in the locker room to each other in training camp. When they got tired at the end of practices in August, this is what they said. We got KC. We might have to go in there. They might have to come in here, but we're going to play Kansas City. That's what they were chanting when they were doing. They did Breakdown. ten. They did ten one hundreds, and then coach said the um, strength condition coach said one more. Yeah, one more for KC is what one they more. said. One more for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's what they were building towards. So they are going to be up and excited for this game. And the good news is neither one of those teams had flights home last week. They both won home <laughs> games. Exactly right. So they, they should all be, went home and went straight. They to should bed. be properly rested and hydrated. <laughs> These are conversations we're going to have to have again Uh, guys i love you both thank you so much so much fun awesome day as always neek and jeff hey try the 45 dollars silver unlimited plan from straight talk wireless with nationwide 5g on america's five best networks or america's best network straight talk wireless no contract no compromise see terms and conditions at straighttalk.com 5g capable device required actual availability coverage and speed may vary coming up next the green list which is the old school qb confidence rankings a blast from the past it's coming up right after this it's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, The Green List, which is, as always, usually my top five, this, that, or the other, is chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. But today it's going to be a top eight. We have eight starting quarterbacks ready to go this weekend, and I'm going to tell you in order the ones I have most confidence in. Eight through one. So eight is the one I have the least confidence in, and one is the one I have the most confidence in. It is not the same thing as saying I think this is the best player, but you take into account how hot they are right now. You take into account the matchups they're facing, the defenses they're facing, home, road, whatever circumstances go into it, weather. And you you come out with, these are the guys I am most confident in playing big this weekend. Number eight. Garoppolo is eight. And he would have been no matter who else was ahead of him. And listen, the Garoppolo defenders, I just, I have nothing for you. I'm going to admit something to you right now. For the majority of my professional life, I did not gamble on pro sports at all, on any sports. Because it was illegal and I thought it was a bad look and just a bad precedent. But now that it is legal, I every now and again do. And there was a bet this weekend that I considered a lock, a stone cold lead pipe lock. Jimmy Garoppolo over .5 interceptions <laughs> in Dallas. And, and my son Stevie is texting me constantly, Daddy hasn't thrown the pick. I said, just wait. Just wait. And that pick he threw was inexcusable. I don't think enough has been said about that. But if Dallas wins that game, it is exclusively because Garoppolo gave it to them. That game was over. Seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Cowboy offense had done nothing the entire day. They desperately needed some juice, and Garoppolo just handed it to them on a play that is inexcusable and, and inexplicable. Rolling right. Do anything else with the ball. Throw it in the seats. Fall down. Do anything but give them the football and the momentum, and they almost lost the game because of it. So I don't care who they're playing. I don't care about anything. And you, I'm looking right at you, Hembo, with your ridiculous facial hair. I'm looking right at you. The guy got COVID, came back with like a third of a beard. But that's neither here nor there. You're one of these Garoppolo defenders. Mm-hmm. I think Explain yourself. Because, because the, the 49ers offense functions at a high level when he is the quarterback of it. This year, he led the NFL in yards per completions. The 49ers led the NFL in yards per play. He's now won, what, three playoff games in his career in Kyle Shanahan's offense. This guy can play a little bit. You, you, are, you are selling short how good Jimmy Garoppolo is. He makes the, the, He does the thing that you cannot have a quarterback do. I would rather have a game manager who doesn't make... I'd rather have Mac Jones... Uh, see his future upside. Mm-hmm. I thought he acquitted himself fairly well on Saturday night. No one was going to win that game. Johnny Unitas wasn't going to beat Josh Allen that night. Is Jimmy Garoppolo better or worse than Alex Smith in his game-managing days? I think Alex Smith is better. You do? Yes, because Alex Smith wouldn't hand you the game. He wouldn't say, here, you come win this. If Alex Smith was the quarterback of the 49ers on Saturday night, they would have won that game 26-7. to And we'd be having an entirely different conversation. So I don't want to hear it anymore. And And... and, and, and the thing he has going for him is he's so ridiculously handsome. Like, I am distracted by the post-game interview. Are you? He's up there talking to, who was it? Who did their game? Uh, uh, Tracy Wolfson. CBS game, he's yeah. talking to Tracy. And I'm looking at him like, why is Zach Efron the starting quarterback <laughs> of the San Francisco 49 He's so ridiculously handsome. My, love, my wife loves watching 49ers games. Everybody loves watching loves 49ers them. games. He's ridiculously handsome. Mm-hmm. But he's, he is prone to the critical mistake, and that's why he is ahead Number seven. of Ryan Tannehill, who otherwise would be eight. 
I think he's the eighth best quarterback on this list. Now, you and I did a whole thing last year about how mm-hmm. Tannehill had played so well, and he had. And you and I made the point that it wasn't about Derrick Henry, but we were wrong. Yeah, this year he made the point that it was. It was. Because <laughs> the second – look, look, they still finished with the one seed, mm-hmm. and they did all that stuff, and they had a million injuries. A.J. Brown was hurt. Julio Jones is always hurt. And Derrick Henry was out and may come back this weekend. But as I look at the rest of the names on the list, he had to be seven. Right? There was yeah. no way mm-hmm. not to put him seven, um, regardless of what defense he's playing. And he's playing a good defense. Cincinnati's defense is good. They're not great, but he's playing a good defense. So I'm putting him seven. Number six. Stafford is six. Stafford, look, he won the game last night. They won the game last night. Congratulations to them. He only contributed a little. <laughs> right? Like, if you could win a game... Look, it's like Garoppolo in the <laughs> NFC Championship game a few years ago. They won the game and he... Stafford did more than that. He did more than Mac Jones did in that win in Buffalo this year when he threw three passes. I mean, if they were going to do that, though, they should have just kept Jared Goff. Yeah, they would have won that game with Jared Goff. Exactly. This game is what they got Mm -hmm. Stafford for. Because I know the Tampa's offense is beat up, but you're not going to beat Brady. Brady's not going to score 11 points. They're going to score more than 11 points. This is when Matthew Stafford will face the test. And do I have great confidence in him? No, I don't. I mean, I'd like to see it for him. I like Matt. I I think he's a good guy, and I think he's a good player. I've been saying all along, this year was the year we were going to find out. He was one of two things. He was a good player who wasn't good enough to elevate the Lions, or he was a great player and the Lions were unelevatable. I still don't think we know the answer to that. This weekend, we're going to go a long way towards finding it out. That team around him, as we saw yesterday, is Stacked. Loaded. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, the number one offensive line, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham. To me, there is no excuse for him to lose the game on Sunday against Tampa. Tyler Higby. They got the running They're back so back. They're so stacked. They are stacked. There's no question about it. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio as we're counting down my confidence picks, eight through one of the quarterbacks going this weekend. This is when it got hard. Those three were easy to put behind the other five mm-hmm. for me. This is when it got hard. This is when I had to start taking into account matchups, home versus road, and other things. And so here's the order that I decided to go with. Number five. I'm putting Joe Burrow at five. Now, I think a lot of people are going to be mad at me because the world loves Burrow now. And I'm with the world. Joe Burrow is the goods. He's so gutsy. He's just got, what's the expression, onions? You know, I mean, he's, he's got onions. onions. He's got onions. I, you can't not love him. He's got moxie, swag, whatever, chutzpah, whatever term you want to use for it. I love him. And he's got great talent. How do you spell that? And he's got, it's, it starts with a C-H. That's how uh, we, the Jews, like to pronounce uh, <laughs> I don't have that. Uh, we pronounce that uh, In my arsenal. Uh, no, you don't need it either. But here's the point. Uh, Joe Burrow has it. And he's got unbelievable talent. Uh, Jamal, uh, Jamar Chase is so ridiculously good. Um, I love Burrow. But this is a tough game. He's going on the road. He's got playing against a Tennessee team that has had the week of rest. He's It's just an eyelash between him and everybody else. When you see who's going right ahead of him, you'll know that it is not an insult to say he's fifth on this list out of eight. Number four. Because four is Patrick Mahomes. And, and look, Patrick Mahomes is one of the great players of all time. I love him. I mean, a year ago at the Super Bowl, we were asking, is he already the greatest quarterback that ever lived? <laughs> he isn't that yet. And, and he, to me, he has not been great this year. He has not. 
He's had a few great games that have elevated his numbers, including this past weekend against a, a completely overmatched Steeler team. He had those two monster games against the Raiders, who, who, if you listen to any of our analysts, tell you play a defense that is the worst defense you can possibly play against Kansas City, but stubbornly do it anyway. He had a few monster games that mask the fact that he did not have a great year. And oh, by the way, he's playing a great defense. Buffalo's defense is great. How good is Buffalo's defense? Buffalo's pass defense is better than any in the last 10 years. They, they, they allow fewer than six yards per pass attempt. That's unheard of. That's the best mark since the Jets in 2009. That's the Darrell Revis, Rex Ryan defense. That's how good they are. That, so I have Mahomes at four. Once again, the green list of the most confidence I have in the quarterbacks this weekend to give you some indication of just how brutally tough this weekend is. Next. Number three. Is Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is the best player in the National Football League. He's definitely the best quarterback in the National Football League. And he's home and he's rested. But this is a bad matchup. If San Francisco, if, if you told me for sure that Fred Warner and Nick Bosa were going to be healthy enough to play. I mean, Jeff Saturday said on our TV show today, there's a difference between playing and playing. Kyle Shanahan says they're going to play, but it's one thing for them to play. It's another thing for them to be healthy and well. San Francisco has had Rodgers' number. They've played each other in the playoffs three times. The Niners have won all three of those games. Their their defense is rough and rugged and good, and their pass rush is spectacular. And I just think that they're going to play a big game. Rodgers is the best of the court. If you're just taking best, I would put Rodgers number one. But how confident I am they're going to play really well this weekend? As much as it pained me to do it, I'm putting him third. Number two. Josh Allen is second. Josh Allen is on a roll. And I said yesterday, however good I thought Josh Allen was, I was wrong. He's better. Josh Allen's performance Saturday night is one of the genuinely great playoff performances that you'll ever see. He is that whole team. Devin Singletary is the closest thing they have to a running game. Except for the quarterback. Third and three. It's his job to get it. With his arm or with his legs. And he does it. And he did it. Don't tell me that it's easy to beat New England. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that was easy. That defense, that coach, I don't want to hear that was easy. That was not about New England being a paper tiger. That was about Josh Allen being that good. That good. So I put him at number two. Ahead of Rodgers. And ahead of Mahomes. But I couldn't put him ahead of Tom Brady. I just couldn't do it. Because I am less confident that Brady's team is going to win. I am less confident that his offensive line is going to hold up against the Rams. I am nowhere near number one confident in Tampa. But I am number one confident that if they don't win, it will not be because of Brady. I am thoroughly confident that Brady will play great. His team has dropped like flies around him. And all he has done is continue to play great. And find ways to do it. And whether it's Gronk or whether it's Scotty Miller or whether it's whoever, Cameron Brait, whoever the hell it is he needs to find, he does it. So I'm not that confident that Tampa wins the game this weekend. But I am that confident that Tom Brady will play well enough. If they, if they lose this weekend, and I think they might, it will not be because of Brady. 
That's my confidence list, eight through one, and it was a tough one to put together. Hey, you know that several industries are projected to grow this year. If you own a business in one of these growing industries and you need to hire, go to ZipRecruiter. They find qualified candidates for your job fast. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Let me get the hashtag crew in on this. Hashtag Nuno is with us today as the assembled members of the hashtag crew come in. Nuno, why did you think of that list? Do you have any significant disagreement? Um... I, not really. I think there's some tweaks at towards the b- bottom of the list where they're like seven. What tweak? Where would you go? Like I don't. I have the least confidence in uh in Stafford at this point. Uh, in terms of look at uh, Stafford versus a Tannehill versus uh and so forth. Because I think the the Titans would do everything in their power to not uh, have him lose that game. Where I think at some point McVay will put the uh, the game in uh, Stafford's hands, and I have no confidence in him. I will tell you the truth. When and Hembo was standing there, we first put together this list. I go into the Google Doc and I type in eight seven six five four three two one, and then I start putting in names. And what did I originally put next to eight? Matthew Stafford. I did. I put Stafford next to eight, and then Hembo said to me. Behind Garoppolo? And I said, hold on. <laughs> hold everything. <laughs> I'm changing that up. So, Nuno, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Hashtag Bubba with us as well. Bubba, do you have any uh, comment on the list? Um, no, I would maybe flip-flop Rodgers and, and Josh Allen. But um, apart from that, no, I mean, overall, I think I'm kind of with you with Brady being number one until uh, told, told otherwise. Until and, proven otherwise, that's yeah, right. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing with Belichick this weekend, and I was proven otherwise, but I'm sticking with uh, Brady here, and I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, I would say maybe you could flip Josh and, and Aaron, but I think the rest makes sense to me. All right, fair enough. And speaking of Brady, he's my number one, and I'll remind you, you can listen to the Man in the Arena podcast, which is a 10-part series exploring how sports impacts our everyday lives through the lens of Brady's career. It's brought to you by State Farm and available wherever you get your podcasts. We didn't get to any of the things that I had planned there, which is always the good news, because it means we have a ton of stuff left in the hopper, a ton of football in particular left in the hopper. But I am very pleased to tell you that for the first time, in my professional career, I have accepted an invitation to become a voter in something. So I was offered a Heisman vote, I don't know, 15 years ago, at some point on Mike and Mike. And I turned it down because I, I would take that extremely seriously if I did it. And I know that I don't watch every game every weekend. I am a college football fan. I am a, the definition of a casual college football fan. I watch the big games every week and my team play and that's it. <clears throat> so I did not think I should have a vote. And I know there are a lot of people who have a vote that I don't think should have a vote, but I'm not going to contribute to that. The NBA, delightfully, because I'm now hosting Countdown, reached out to me and asked me if I, I would, would like to be a voter. They offered me the opportunity to be a voter, and I said, I'm in. I'm thrilled to do it. So the first thing I get to vote on is the All-Star Game, and I can, coming up next, reveal to you, I put my votes in yesterday. So I can tell you I voted for the All-Star Starters, five from the East, five from the West, I will tell you who I voted for. My exclusive reveal. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, I am Greeny, and I am presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection just got easier with more than 30 coverage options available. Progressive has you covered. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The assembled members of the hashtag crew are here, and we are mostly wall-to-wall football right now because the football is so good between the games this weekend. This weekend is the best weekend. Historically, this is the best weekend. We've gotten rid of most of the nonsense, no offense, but Philly and Pittsburgh and some of these other teams that made a cameo. Now we're getting to the goods, and we got really good teams, and it should be a fabulous weekend of football. So we'll be on that, plus the coaching carousel stuff is interesting, but... I just told you, and I will. T- I am taking this very seriously. The NBA has given me what I consider to be a great privilege, which is they've asked me to be a voter for things. And I confirmed with them this morning, actually, that they're okay with me announcing my picks ahead of time. By the end of this week, all the voters have to ha- vote for their all-star teams. Um, and, and I confirmed that I, I have cast my vote. I did it uh, late last night. And I have confirmed that they're okay with me announcing my vote. So... Here's the way it worked. I don't get to choose. I choose exactly five players from each conference. I can choose two backcourt players and three frontcourt players, and there's no flexibility in that. So one of the things I wanted to do was consider making one of the Western Conference guards a frontcourt player. Like I was going to cheat and say, Luka Doncic could be a small forward. He's big enough to be, but they don't allow that. Like they, literally, there's a list and you're checking boxes. So the NBA designates backcourt or frontcourt. Correct. Mm-hmm. They make that decision for you. So that was by far the hardest, was narrowing down the guards in the Western Conference. So I had to pick three front court and three back court from each conference. So some of the picks were very obvious. So in the Eastern Conference, I'll start there. My front court is Joel Embiid, who's having a monster season in Philly. Um, if they figure out something to do with Ben Simmons, I mean, Embiid is playing as well as he ever has right now. And it's kind of carrying that team with the mess of Simmons kind of hanging above them. It's kind of carrying them to a pretty good, sneaky good season. So Embiid was an easy one. Giannis is an easy one. He's Giannis. And Kevin Durant was an easy one. Despite the injury, he clearly deserves, he won't be an all-star starter because he's not going to play four to six weeks. But you have to vote for him. He deserves to be a starter. He's probably the top two MVP candidate. So that was easy. The backcourt... DeMar DeRozan is easy. DeMar DeRozan is having a sensational season in Chicago and the Bulls, despite a, a brutal week last week where they got just thumped on and back-to-back games by two good teams. Um, he is still having certainly an MVP, excuse me, a, a, an all-star starter caliber season. And then the other guard wasn't quite as obvious to me. I actually considered Zach Levine and, and giving two Chicago hmm. starters and a couple of other places that I looked at. But in the end, I decided to go with Trey Young. His numbers are just too good to overlook, and he's been good. They're, they're, that team has been such a disappointment this year. I really thought Atlanta was the team that would take the next step in the Eastern Conference and get really good, and they've been the opposite. Now, they're a team that completely turned their season at the midway point last year, so maybe they do it again, but you can't overlook the numbers that Trey Young puts up. So those are my starters in the East. Again, it's three front court and two back court. So it's Embiid, Giannis, Durant. Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan, how do you feel about those picks? Hembo. 
I like them all. The the Mar DeRozan is is one of the more fascinating stories in the NBA. That was a very unpopular signing at the time. Mm-hmm. You might recall because idiots like me who just look at the numbers thought to the you know thought this is a, an old school player. He on de- you know, in decline. The, you know the mid range game and all this stuff. That's been the best team in the East, and he's been the biggest reason why. Yeah. Uh, are you good with it, Nuno? You have any issues with that? Nope, no issues. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I FaceTimed Nuno over the weekend to get some help with this. I, I take this very seriously, because there are players who have bonuses, all kinds of stuff attached to this. I, I want to tell you who I'm picking, and, and I, I promise you and anyone who's listening, I'm going to take this very seriously, because I think it is important. So, that was the East. The West, the backcourt was brutal. Brutal. I mean, I had to leave off Devin Booker. I had to leave off Chris Paul. I had to leave off, um, there was one more, uh, Luca, because I voted for Steph Curry and John Morant. Morant has been so good this last month, and I had a conversation with J.J. Redick about it last week. The one thing you could hold against Morant is that when he was out, they played great. They won a bunch of games without him. But John Morant has, has really emerged as a star. I, I did not feel like I could leave him off. Even at, the, at, at leaving off, Booker killed me and CP3. But I went with those two guys. So I went with Chris Paul and uh, John Morant. The front court was absolutely brutal. So there were the easy ones. LeBron is an easy one. LeBron, by the way, for all the losing the Lakers have done lately, he's putting up ridiculous numbers. <laughs> LeBron has been spectacular. Um, and then another one was, the, oh, uh, uh, um, Jokic. Nikola Jokic is an obvious one. Team hasn't been quite what we thought it would be, but that was an obvious one. And then the third front court player was really tough to do. And I will admit, I didn't go with Rudy Gobert because I didn't want two centers. I just didn't think that was the right way to go. So I was torn between Draymond Green and Paul George. Because George's numbers were so good and he was carrying that team before he got hurt. But I ultimately went with Draymond because all the guys on the show with me, Jalen and Stephen A. and Michael Wilbon, were telling me the Golden State slide has really been as much about Draymond being hurt as anything. So those were my picks. We'll come back and talk about it a little more in a minute. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.